I don't know. Are you gonna Are you gonna wear a mask, or are you just gonna kill us all, Jake? Yeah, we're wearing I'm masks out. here, Jake. I'm outside. Yeah, but you're within six feet. Of who? Of us. That's how <laughs> close I feel to you. <laughs> Put on your mask. What is that? You're like a sexy Gordy LaForge. <laughs> <laughs> Reading is fundamental. Yeah. Oh, that's nice and warm. I actually like this one. I'm going to stick with cinnamon. I like it. That's working for you. Oh, cinnamon. Eric, it looks like we're spying on you. Somebody is. Gum. You Sepia. I feel like I'm thinking about Jake. I'm just (laughs) Dota. Love you too. Um, I I did not watch Nick's uh, episode. How is it? I haven't watched it yet, rather. It was good. It was. Uh, I haven't watched it either. It was a good review of the movies. Obviously, he he completely trashed the first pick in three hundred of Cameron's because it was a terrible pick. So, <laughs> <laughs> but so Eric, I literally haven't watched a basketball game in years. Um, I assume you had a great time. How was it? It was good. It was it was fun. I'm enjoying it. You know, when your team's winning, you enjoy it. So. At this point, they've downed the Kings, or they've downed the King. They've downed the MVP. Uh, at this point, it's all gravy, you know? Who's it's going to be the, I mean, the Suns, they swept the Nuggets. So they're waiting for the Jazz and Clippers to wrap up. They've only played three games, and they're 2-1. So Suns could not play until next Wednesday, I think. Like, they could have 10 days off here waiting for that series to wrap up. Um. <clears throat> so, but it's Western Conference Finals is next, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we haven't been the Western Conference Finals since uh, 2007. So, you know, 11 years with no playoff appearances. Is that a record of some kind? Because that, 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 that seems like it would actually be hard to do. Um, I mean, because eight teams from each conference, right? Yeah. That's so many teams. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's like hockey. Just, hockey used to be like, like four teams would not go to the playoffs. I I, I don't I don't follow it's hockey at all. So. That, that ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It is what it is. Like I, you know, they just were terrible for several years, and now I they mean, figured it out. To be fair, the Bucks didn't go to the playoffs for like twenty years for a while there. Like they were just trash. So there's just really? garbage. 20 years. God. Maybe not. Maybe that's an exaggeration. I mean, they went like in 2000, 2001, and then they were garbage for a decade and a half. And then they started getting good again, but they're, they're a bad team for a long time. I'm sure there's some other dumpster teams out there. Yeah, there are, but uh, all right. So, Sacramento Kings, 15 seasons. That's the record. There you go. So welcome to Dad Bod After Darkish History. I don't know what we're doing tonight. Oh, Dad Bod in the dark. Yeah, for for a couple of us. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, here we are. I don't know. Suns won tonight. I'm happy. Bucks won. They evened they up the series. That was nice. They did after getting clobbered in the first two games. Yeah, it's like they, they didn't can come back. Up. So, and they've they did. They've evened the series now. So they they got a shot against the Nets. But Kyrie Irving got hurt tonight for the Nets. So now they're basically just with Kevin Durant and a bunch of scrubs. So right where the Bucks want them. Yep. A bunch of really injured Nets team. All part of the plan. Yep. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm repping tonight. Let's go. You know, this jersey, on the, uh, on the text thread, there was some, uh, some debate or some discussion about the, uh, the Jokic, Jokic ejection. What, uh, was it a pretty soft ejection, Eric? Please be honest. Um, I would say, <clears throat> I don't think all things being equal, I would have ejected for that. I would say like strong flagrant one, but there's a windup. He made contact. He followed through. It was violent force to the face. So those are all things that they said. That's a flagrant two. You're gone. Was it a fist or was it an open hand? No, he he, he pulled his arm all the way back and then went through for the ball, but hit the guy. That's on more the, disrespectful. The top of the nose and then kept going. It wasn't like he hit him and was like, oh, he went through and then gave him a little shove. You know, that's enough to eject. Now, keep in mind the guy that he hit <clears throat> against the in like game two against the Lakers got ejected for throwing the ball at like, uh, I want to say like Cal Kuzma's feet. Yeah, like he threw the ball in frustration at his feet and they're like, yeah, that's a technical. And you also have a technical because you, you kind of like gave the guy a shove. So that's two and you're gone. It was like, that's not, that's not the same. I'm sorry. And as a Suns fan, I wish Nick was on with us. Back in like 2005 against the Spurs, Steve Nash got clobbered by Bruce Bowen into the table, the scores table. And two Suns players got up from the bench to go check on Steve Nash. For that, they got a one and a two game suspension for leaving the bench. Well, and I mean, and, the league is very clear. You cannot leave the bench. No, okay. You can't leave the bench. They didn't step on, they didn't really step onto the court. They, like it was like three inches onto the court that they, but they were walking to Steve Nash to check on so their team. It was teammate. like a, the, the floor is right. lot the thing. <clears throat> right. Yeah. The, I mean, uh, they, you know. <laughs> And again, it's one of those things like, okay, the, the so, league is very clear. Here's also, if you wind up and hit a guy in the head. See, but now you're bringing up stuff from 12 years ago. I watched the replay and it looked like a clean punch out, forced fumble. I know, Jake, Jake, different sports. That's a that's nice the problem. recovery by the Nuggets. I don't understand what the issue was. Granted, I don't know much about basketball. But it looked yeah, like I, I was going to say I, I I think all officiating is pretty subjective. Basketball very to subjective. is the most subjective. Basketball so. is terrible to referee, and I and I refereed it uh, like a year and a half ago. I did a bunch of refereeing, and that was like fifth and sixth grade basketball, and then some seventh and eighth grade like B level games. It's so nearly me. impossible. I, I I'm <clears throat> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the experience of it. I'll probably do it again, but it is you. <laughs> There's nothing you don't have time to be like, well, you know, that happened and that happened. So, yeah, all the pieces fit and I can throw the flag or blow the whistle. It's not like that. You know, it's not like you're looking for a dozen different things. And Jeff, you've done some refereeing for football. 
you know, whatever your position is, you're looking for specific things, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, but in basketball, your position as a referee changes based on where you end up on in the court and you're rotating with the other referees. So you're constantly looking for different things. And if another referee misses something, you wait and then you can call it, but it's, it's incredibly subjective. And if I go from refereeing a, like a sixth grade boys basketball game to an eighth grade girls basketball game, wildly different, wildly different. Well, and then you've also got mechanics changes for if there's, depending on how many officials there are. I mean, yeah, yeah. if there's one, two, three, it's, it changes a lot for sure. Which is why soccer really does have the best officiating in the world. Because it's basically, anytime a penalty happens, there's like, just take it from there. And you can have, you can have as many fouls as you want. The only time it ever matters is if it's a penalty box foul or it's so egregious that you get a yellow or a red card. Otherwise, it's just keep playing. Don't worry about it. And soccer's use of compressed air is great from the magic spray that fixes anything to the foam, like like the Gillette shaving mm-hmm. cream that the referee has out there that magically disappears one minute after the kick. It's amazing. Good speaking stuff. soccer. Speaking of soccer, you guys saw what happened yesterday no. in the Denmark Finland game. Christian oh, Eriksen. Yeah, he collapsed and. Uh, <clears throat> You know, it, it was like you're watching it. He he walks towards the 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 sideline, and the guy passes him the ball, and he just collapsed face first. And his teammates jump over, and it was fascinating. Um, kind of reading it about it today. You know, they uh, it's Christian Eriksen. He's a Danish player. He he had played for uh, Tottenham Hotspur in the Premier League, but I think he's playing somewhere else now. And he. Um, you know, one of his teammates, captain came over, checked on him right away and rolled him over, checked his tongue and called the ref and, and said, get out here right now. He started CPR on him right away. Um, and he kept that the up. The ref started CPR? No, no. His, his captain started CPR. Okay. And so <clears throat> then he organized the Danish players to make a wall around them. Because, you know, you got a hundred cameras in there and and then the medics came out and the medics continued chest compressions and all this stuff. And then the team doctor came out there and it went on for about 10 minutes. And uh, we learned today that the doctor was out there and he's like, he was breathing. He had a pulse. uh, And then we were, while we were out there and then he didn't. And so they, they defibbed once he had a cardiac arrest. And this is like a top level athlete at one of the top level tournaments in the world and just collapsed in the 42nd minute. Um, and I was kind of curious cause I got home and I saw the game was still going on just on my phone. I'm like, it's still going on, but the next one has started. That doesn't happen. They usually space them out. It, the game, like set them back like an hour and a half. Right. That's a lot of dealing with it. <clears throat> um, and so I don't know, there's just a lot of, I guess, heroism on the field because the captain knew what to do to start CPR, the referee, got everyone involved really quickly. The medics got out there, did their thing. The doctor got out there, did their thing. Um, he's stable in the hospital now, but it's like, well, what do you do? Do you get to play again after something like that? Um, I, I guess it's up to the doctors, right? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I'll tell you what, I was in a situation, I don't remember if I told you guys this or not, but um, in a game that I was officiating last year, the white hat, the referee for our crew had a heart attack in the first half of the game. And man, the first responders came out of the woodwork and the defibrillator was right there. And it was pretty amazing. We're talking about a high school football game. These are two pretty small schools. Now, granted, we were playing at a, at a neutral site. And I think that they had a defibrillator on site, but it was just amazing. I mean, he literally had uh five or so EMTs or, or some sort of first responders around him who hadn't ever worked together before, but just standing there, you could see them working on him. It was like a coordinated dance. They would go down, one of them would say something, the rest would all back off and they got the defibrillator on there. They were all so well-trained in the same methodology that it almost certainly uh, saved our White Hat's life. And it was um, it, it was super impressive to watch. So. Odd question, I guess. Did that game continue? Yeah, the game continued. Um, the uh, it's actually a little bit funny. This is Texas high school football for you. So the uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're all standing there, and you know the the ambulance is taking our guy off, and he's gone. And the coaches both come over, and to their credit, they asked us, you know, because because crews work together through the whole season, so you know we all know each other, we're close, we spend time together. Said, are you guys okay? Like, yeah, we're okay. You know, he's in the ambulance. The hospital's right there. You can almost see it from the stadium. Um, they said, we're ready to go. And we asked them, they said, well, do you guys want to finish the game? Or your players are okay? Are your players okay? And they go, well, it's a district game. Of course. Why don't you guys take 15 minutes to get ready? And we'll we'll start this thing in 15 minutes. So it's a league game, Smokey. Yeah. League play, league play. Yeah. This one counts. So, so yeah, but it was about a 15 minute break. And then during the halftime, someone in the stands had some experience officiating and he ran home and got his gear and came out. And then for the second half, we had a, we had a five man crew again. And, uh, you know, at some point in the second half, like for the rest of the first half, everybody was a little shaky and coaches didn't say anything. And then one point in the second half, the coach behind me started barking at me and nipping at stuff. It's like, all right, everything's going to be okay. We're good. It's all good. Yeah. It's all back to normal. Yeah. All right. So this uh, movies raft for 2010s that's coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very excited. I am as well. Why are you? Is there a reason you're especially excited? <clears throat> I don't know why. I don't know. I think it's just like. One, I, I realize my knowledge of 2010s movies is not where it needs to be, but I think there's going to be some fierce debate over what movies get picked. And I think it's it's going to be interesting awesome. to see how high, how many comic book movies go. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it is the decade of, of the MCU and, I mean... DC's attempts. Well, exactly. I was going to say DC has really knocked done a good job but they've had a couple really solid movies and i i just wonder i mean is that going to dominate entirely it, it it probably will um but yeah it, it'll be interesting to see I, well so here's a question can something like guardians of the galaxy be played off as a comedy can yeah. captain america the first avenger be a drama can yeah you know i, I guess how you how we play I, them i was thinking about that i was thinking if somebody was good enough at their picks and and obviously the board fell their way they could pick a marvel movie 
to fill out their entire roster. And it was well, Spider Man teen coming of age. No, I was yeah. gonna say Thor for coming of age. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thor, you're a vain, cruel boy. Yeah. You could pick up you could pick an MCU movie to fill every single category. That's how many movies they put out in the 2010s. So Will Ferrell dominated the aughts. MCU yeah. dominated the tens. That's true. Right? Because the first one was 2008 with with Iron Man, but then yeah, after that, they all came 2010 or yeah. after, and they all finished with Endgame in 2019. 19, yeah. And the Snyder Cut is not up for consideration in this nope. movie. Much and, to Jack's chagrin, and neither is, is Joss Whedon's because you know what? it was it, so it's terrible. Amazing yeah. how bad that theater release was, and how good that Snyder Cut was. Yeah. It's it's funny because I, I remember it being bad. I'm like, this was a bad movie. And then I saw the Snyder kind of like, oh, it was that bad. Like I didn't really like like I yeah. had to compare it. Yeah, I remember watching I had very little interest to go see Justice League in the theaters. And so we didn't. And then we finally got around to watching it. We rented it one night. And remember we, it took us like two nights to watch it. And at the end, I'm just like, I don't this was very underwhelming. Yeah, you're like, I will never get those two hours back. Yeah, it was just kind of like, what was that? And I loved Wonder Woman, the first one. I yeah, loved that. That was great. awesome. <clears throat> um, it, it's arguably DC best movie they've ever done. It, it, you, you could throw some other stuff in there, like the original Superman's really good with Christopher Reeves. Of course, the, uh, the Zack Snyder cut we're talking about, I, I think is the best thing DC's done. But for some even that, Even outside Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight? Um, that's a, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I guess you'd have to throw out stuff. And I, I don't know. I, I thought, I thought the Snyder cut was, it, it's, it, it was outstanding. It blew me away. I'll tell you my favorite part about it was that last five minutes and that Jared Leto Joker. Now I know there's a lot of debate over who does a great Joker, but mm -hmm. that Jared Leto Joker was pitch perfect for a comic book Joker. Now I, I'm not saying that any other Joker is good or bad, but for the Joker in the comics, like the killing joke, that mm. was perfect. It was, it was awesome. Yeah I, yeah. I haven't seen Suicide Squad. I haven't <clears throat> seen um, the other Jokers. Um, Suicide Squad is really terrible. Okay. So again, I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, but just that final scene with him in, I'm like, that was really well done. Like I'm, I'm very oh. interested in this Joker right now. Um, much less interested are much more interested in than the NBA refs were in Nikola Jokic tonight, pitching him out of the back. Just circling back. Have you read Eric uh, the, the Killing Joke, or have you I have seen? Not. The, uh, I have not. Well, you can you can watch it or you can read it. But if you watch that, then watch that last five minutes of uh, the Snyder Cut. So I have a theory on the Joker and Batman, and that especially in the in the live action ones is is the Joker has to fit the Batman. Like, like Jack Nicholas and Michael Keaton were perfect together as a Batman and Joker. But if you'd put Michael Keaton with Heath Ledger's Joker, it wouldn't have worked. Like Jack Nicholas, the golfer. Or Jack Nick. Yeah, I always get him confused. Jack Nicholson. Nich Nicholson, yeah. Yeah. You're right. yeah. But Jack Nicholas would also play a great Joker. Him and Arnie Palmer. <laughs> They would have they would have killed it. But um, okay. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I do want to hear but you. I, I think there's a there's a 
the reason Heath Ledger is so great as a Joker, other than he's just a great actor, is because Bale was his Batman. And like if you had paired him with somebody else, the performance wouldn't have been as good. Yeah, that that's something maybe I haven't thought about, but you're absolutely right. Like the tone of the film, the the approach to like the the uh Oh, I forget who did the first, uh, the director of the first Batman film, but Michael Keaton was in it and Jack Nicholson. Tim Burton did the first And it was, it was like that noir type, but also with a lot of the color, right? And, and so it, it, they played off each other well. Um, Nolan's yeah. being like hyper realistic Batman with a hyper realistic Joker where the, the makeup isn't perfect and it's falling apart. It fades at different, like that fit together really well. Uh, watching this, the the Snyder cut where um, everything is taken to like a 300 level, I guess, right? Some of that, the visualizations, especially in those those vision scenes, right? I, they were like dreamlike sequences and Jared Leto's Joker fit much more than I thought it would. So they played off each other really well. And so while I was watching, I'm like, this works because of who else is in that scene. Yeah. So, and that's the thing is like the, the, the hatred between him and Batman. Oh yeah. It's worth it. It's awesome. But the hatred between him and Batman in that one scene justifies the whole Jared Leto Joker experience because him in, in the suicide squad was terrible, but he was still playing the same crazy off the wall character that he did in, in Snyder cut, but he didn't have a good Batman to push against. I mean, Batman was in that movie for what a minute, maybe like, right. So I, I, I think there's a, you got to have the right Batman and the right Joker together. Otherwise it, it just so doesn't me, come off. Right. Let me show Which you this. Is why Mark Hamill is the best Joker ever. I'm on uh HBO max. Look at, look at all these tight. Oh, hold on. Let me get that. Look at all these titles. Oh, they've got a ton of DC on there. Yeah. Like, they have it all. They have all their animated stuff. Red sun. Like that's that looks fascinating. It's, it's a Mark Millar. It's outstanding. You should watch the Suicide Squad. Um, what is it? They have an animated. Um, there's a Suicide Squad, a couple of animated movies on there that are really good too, with John Constantine. And then there's a uh, Justice League Dark, which is awesome. Have you seen that one, Jeff? Uh, no, Randy was telling me to watch that. Yeah, that came out this past year. That was really good too. And that's got the Suicide Squad in it. John Con, oh yeah, he's in the Suicide Squad movies. A couple of them. Is it this one? Hell to pay. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know. Yeah. Have you guys anyway. seen Invincible? I watched part no. of it. I watched a few episodes. Jake, have it's, you seen it? It's interesting. Mm-mm. No. It's cool in that the characters are all absolutely DC characters, but they're not. Like instead oh, of the they're Flash, like rip-offs. you've got the Red Rush. And instead of Batman, you've got Nightwing. And instead of Superman, you've got Omega Man. And but instead of Constantine, you have uh, it's basically Hellboy. I forget what he is, but he's a demon. And but, okay. but he's also a detective. But it's such a blatant ripoff of all the DC stuff. And I say ripoff. I think you know. I, I think they wanted to tell a story, but DC's like, no, you cannot have Superman do that. So. Um, but it, it's a good show. It's, it starts off a little slow, but it gets really good. All right. I'll ch- what's it on? It's on Amazon Prime. I'll check it out. 
I just finished Sweet Tooth on Netflix, which was really good. Um, and apparently that's a DC property as well. I didn't know that, but um, I've seen the uh, the banner for it. It was good, huh? Yeah, it was good. I didn't know what to expect with the Dear Boy, but it was actually a really good first right season. On. So I dug it. I just finished so, Gambit and a lot of Taylor Swift content. So thanks. Say what you will about all that. Yeah. Hey, she puts out hits. And if you don't respect it, that's on you. <laughs> you took the words right out of my forehead, Jake. I mean, <laughs> that's a great phrase. I love that phrase for some reason. Right out of my forehead. Hey, I've got, I talked to Jeff about this the other day. So okay. you, you notice behind me the palatial apartment that we're now in Gorgeous. but i noticed something it looks like your kitchen is flowing into your living room to your office is that that's very open concept very open concept and surprisingly closed um <clears throat> close close concept um wait wait, wait. Did, did you say this apartment's 1100 square feet wow it's a it's a rough, it's a little bit more got another 40 in there somewhere in the in one of the closets that's nice <laughs> So, but I was talking to Jeff uh, the other day, he called, he called me and uh, something I noticed as we were moving in, because this is a new apartment complex and um, a lot of people have been moving in the past couple of weeks. There were an inordinate number of brand new TV boxes, brand new boxes that were in the recycle bin that first week and an inordinate number of brand new TVs that I saw being moved into these apartments. Now, uh, I've got like a 55 inch that mm -hmm. is like six years old, five years old, something like that, four years old. Um, and I saw people moving in 70 inch TVs regularly into the new apartment. So they move into the apartment, it's brand new TV. Now, as Jeff mentioned to me, uh, they're very inexpensive. But the guy that lives upstairs, I saw park his truck and he had two TVs in his truck a 70 inch and an 82 or 84 inch. And as I walked out to my car, he had unloaded one. He had the other one standing up and he put his hands under the, the, the white plastic ribbon and then just hoisted it onto his back <laughs> and took it up the stairs. And I was like, for a moment, I was like, do you need, I, I thought, should I say, do you need some help? And I'm like, that is the last thing I want to help him with because if I let go and let his 82 inch TV go crashing down the stairs and just be like, Hey, I didn't catch your name, but see, <laughs> it's just wild. Like you move and, and everyone's just buying these new TVs. So, so right, my connection seems great, by the way. <laughs> good, good man. So along those me. lines, Dadbot History is brought to you by Transferable <laughs> Business Advisors. If you own your own business, then you know the challenges of dealing with employees, customers, social media, government, oh regulations, God. the rest of it. It's a nightmare. With the pandemic coming to an end, there are hundreds of buyers coming to the marketplace looking for existing businesses to buy, businesses like yours. If you are ready to cash out, you need to call Transworld Business Advisors today. They have a database loaded with interested buyers and have over 40 years of experience in the industry. They will guide you through setting a price for your business. They have a database with sales data from tens of thousands of sold businesses, and they know the market price for your listing. Transworld Business Advisors will, follow, will find qualified buyers 
with their extensive reach and market leading advertising. What if, what if your business is a TV sales business? The business is a booming. <laughs> Trans World will ensure that the closing process goes as it should. When you leave the closing table, you will get paid and you will be free of liability and responsibility. If you're a buyer, Trans World can help you as well, from evaluating a business to helping with funding. They are there for you all the way to your first day as the owner of your own business. Call today to set up a discreet and confidential consultation with a local representative. You can reach Jeff Peterson, and he's awesome, at 903-422-6818, or you can go to www.tworld.com. Again, that is www.tworld.com. Wow. Excellent. That's good. That Jeff Peterson's going to get some calls. I can tell. Oh, his his phone must be ringing. Yeah. I, I, wonder, yeah. I wonder if he sponsors any other podcasts. If he, if not, he should. Hey, so, so here's here's a, a odd little podcast story. Um, I'm going to have to unpack this back up a little bit. Um, my father is in a nursing home here in East Texas. My father has the same name as me, Jeff Peterson. Jeff Peterson. Um, every once in a while, I'll get a phone call for somebody who's looking for my dad, but it's me. <clears throat> Today was one of those days. I got a call from Steve Graham, who is a friend of dad's from way back. I've known Steve Graham for a long time, but I haven't seen him in 15 years, but I've known him for 25 years. Um, side story, I was listening to a Joe Rogan episode a couple of days ago, and Joe Rogan says, blah, blah, blah. I was doing such and such with my good buddy, Steve Graham. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I wonder if it's the same Steve Graham. Like, but you know, what are the odds? There's no way it's the same Steve Graham. So that Steve Graham calls me today. Is this big Jeff or little Jeff? This is little Jeff. How can I help you? We catch up a little bit and I go, Hey, I was listening to Rogan the other day and he's talking about his good buddy, Steve Graham. What are the chances that's you? He says, I am close personal friends with Joe Rogan. That is absolutely me. He was talking about Boom. That's that's, awesome. That sounds like uh, we're going to be guest hosting with Joe Rogan within weeks. Yeah, no, I'm working on it. They were actually (laughs) in Phoenix. Uh, I guess there was an MMA event in Phoenix recently, and uh, Joe was there for that. And uh, Steve's real into MMA, and they train together and all that stuff. So anyhow, that's that's a small world right there. Was it the MMA event where Lamar Odom whipped Aaron Carter all over the mat? That was a boxing. That was celebrity boxing this past week. I was going to say, there's no way that was sanctioned MMA. I, no. I, I love all this Jake Paul, Logan Paul, yeah, M- Mike Tyson beating up Todd Bridges from yeah. <laughs> what, I mean, what show was he in from different strokes? I mean, have you ever seen Aaron Carter? I mean, the kid is like 120 pounds soaking wet. Who convinced him I'm going to step into the ring with Lamar Odom and I'm guessing Aaron Carter needs money. Maybe they both need money. I don't know. Cause it, it couldn't have been enjoyable for either one of them, but you know, hey, Aaron Carter just, I'm not sure what, what they're getting paid to go do that. That's all I'm saying. But if the number was right, I might step into a ring and just be like, I will take a few hits and go down if I can make that money. Yeah. Well, they had, they had one of those Paul brothers recently got into the ring with uh, Mayweather. Mayweather. With Mayweather and Mayweather when, just crushed him, but I saw some clip. But he went all eight rounds, right, or ten rounds? 
They went all yeah. eight rounds, but there's this one clip that you can see where Mayweather literally knocks him out and then catches him and holds him up. And, you know, the, the conspiracy theory is that they had worked this out to it was going to be a draw to save face and then Mayweather would win the decision. So he remains undefeated. But I, I saw the clip and. But that wasn't technically sanctioned, but they did send no. boxing their boxing referees to referee the match. Right. I don't so. think it's that hard to find boxing referees, but I mean, yeah. Like I said, for the right price, I'll do that. Ah, you you can't. No, I go for it. You can do that. That's fine with me. Yellow card. Yellow card. (laughs) Don't do it again. So anyway, I saw that. And uh, with the Lamar Odom, Aaron Carter thing, guess who the ref was? (laughs) Chuck Liddell. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the ice man is in yeah. the ring and he did a bang up job he did awesome it's just i don't know but i mean yeah you're right eric and, and i remember that as a kid you know people would say how much money would you step into the ring for a round with mike tyson you know or how much how much money would it take for you to to let ray lewis light you up you know and that's basically what's actually happening now in reality is how much money aaron carter would it take for you to get pummeled by lamar odom because we have people who will pay forty dollars to yeah. watch it all over the country. That, that question is now being answered. We we know the numbers. It, it's real. So, so I, I I work with um, Brian the Bandit Cobb, a former MMA fighter who's won several matches. He he's now a teacher and a bar owner, and uh, <clears throat> he yeah he says you know he's he's gotten offers to step back in the ring, but he says you know minimum here's my minimum number because. Going into the ring, I know that for several weeks, I'm kind of out, right? So it's got to be worth my while to step into the ring knowing I'm going to take a month off after that, just recovering from, you know, I might get a head injury, all these different things. You know, I I have a minimum. And he's, you know, he's probably what? Oh, he's 40 now. So, you know, but he's still willing to do it if if the price is right. I should get him on the podcast one time be a good guy to talk to he's been around the world he uh he wrestled at marquette okay yeah probably about the same time we were there so i didn't know marquette had a wrestling program no they did he was there so yeah cool yeah let's get him on all right like now, we should. Call we should oh, you no, know, we should do is we should. Uh, I should. You guys should all come out here and we'll just uh, record from one of his bars. You want us to come to your eleven hundred square foot apartment? And no, 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 no. To crash. to the city I live in. Oh, and and we'll record from one of the bars. You'll have to get a hotel. I'm sorry. I'll find you a place to stay. <laughs> hey, Amy. <laughs> no. That'd be fun. Yeah. So you guys got any tales from the dad bod front? Well, I am currently in Pennsylvania right now. Um, you know, doing my vacation. So we, we drove out from Utah on Friday and hold on. Just I got a car going by. Mm. So we got, yeah, we drove out Friday and uh, we just got into Pennsylvania a few hours ago and um 
I'll be out here for a week. And the first thing you did is like, honey, I got to go podcast. <laughs> I got to go podcast. I got to talk to the guys. We need so, to baby. Um, yeah, at my wife's um, mom's house and How long hang out take? with her family for Was a week. One straight shot or did you stop? So, no, we had to stop twice. So the first time we stopped is at her brother's <laughs> house. Lives in, <laughs> huh? For bathroom breaks. You're going to hold it till St. Louis. You get two. Yeah. <laughs> no, we stopped at her brother's house the first night. Um, he lives in Colorado. And so we drove eight hours, spent the night there. Then uh, drove about 12 hours yesterday and then drove another eight hours today. Oh, God, so, that's a long drive, man. It is, but you know what? I was talking to my wife and it was probably the best. I mean, we've done this quite a bit now where we drive cross country to go see our families. Um, and this was probably the best one we had, you know, hanging out at her brother's house. That first night was really nice. And then second night or the second day, we found a really cool zoo in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. And then um, today we just kind of plowed through and, and got here this afternoon and be here for a week and then go to my uncle's in Madison for a week and then head on back. So two weeks off, it'll be a really good time. We're looking forward to it. So the kids love it. I mean, they love it's, she's got 50 acres of woods and you can just run down in the trails and there's a Creek and go look for, for crawdads and find fossils and all that stuff. So the kids are having a blast. Um, I'll write that. You know, and traveling like that with kids, I mean, uh, you, you, you've got tablets now. That oh, yeah. Fun, right? Oh, yeah. It's Life-saving. unbelievable, the power of a DVD in a tablet. And it's, yeah, it's a game changer. And, uh, you know, it's funny, but there was a couple of times where we didn't have it on. And they're like, what do we do? I'm like, I don't know. Look outside. Like, I had to. <laughs> I didn't have any choice. So... Yeah, like like the alphabet game and all that. You remember all that crap we used to do? Oh yeah, we did a little bit of I Spy. We did we did some of that on the on the trip, and and then other times we were just like, hey, look over here, and you know, we would. But for the most part, we just did the the smart thing and and put the movie in. And although I had the audacity to pick the wrong movie at one point, and oh gosh, it was a meltdown. And I I won. I put Soul in. Cause I thought that would be a hit and my daughter loved it. But my son spent 20 minutes going, I don't want soul. I don't want it. So eventually I just turned it off. I'm like, then nobody watches anything. And <laughs> for the next yeah, three hours, like it. yeah, <laughs> it was quiet. So, but no, I mean, other than that one blow up, the trip here was actually really great. So it's been really yeah, nice. Cause there's nothing like a, almost 30 hour drive to really bring out the dad in you. So. Exactly. I mean, it, it was bound to happen. I mean, you can only spend so much time in a car before somebody snaps. So I, I think I've mentioned before, um, if anybody out there has daughters, when your daughter comes to you and the sentence starts with the word daddy, there's only mm-hmm. two possible outcomes with this sentence. You're either going to be lied to, or you're going to be asked for something. That is 100% of the time. Those two, that, that decision tree only has two branches. So, and, you know, I get a text from Lillian tonight and it says, daddy, I'm like, oh, here we go. Oh. That's kind of the joke because she knows my thing on daddy. It's daddy dot, dot, dot. And I reply, yes, Lillian, what can I do for you? Um, 
now I say, you know, my daughter, she's 21 and in the Navy and uh, expecting uh, my first grandchild in mid-October. But um, she's been spending a lot of time in blowout maternity stores. So she found a Keurig, basically, that, I'm sorry, a Blurig, Eric, that, uh, that it, it just makes formula. So... The arduous process that the rest of us went through of having to put the bottle in the microwave for 30 seconds and then shake it up. That's those days are over. Forget that level of labor. Now you just push a button and I think we read about like Genghis Khan did that. Those barbarians use the microwave for milk. Can't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, they did. So anyhow, I, I I thought that might be what she was after. And then she had also called me a couple of days ago and said, um, I just sat in the best, in the nicest nursing chair I've ever sat in. I was like, oh, really? She goes, yeah, it's $700. I said, well, you should steal that because so, so anyhow, so we've had these, these conversations over the last couple of days. And so I get the daddy dot, dot, dot. And it turns out she just She's looking for some help getting some some new eyeglasses. So it ended up being a, an actual uh, legitimate purchase, and she couched well, it as a Mother's Day gift. So it sounds like she's a shrewd negotiator because she scared you with the seven hundred dollar nursing chair, and she just negotiated you down, down eyeglasses. Yeah, that's, 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 some, uh, that's like the twenty two inch TV to the fifty five inch, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Yeah, no, she's. Uh, and, you know, you guys have daughters, you know, the relationship between dads and daughters, it is fraught with manipulation and, you know, we coddle them and that's all there is to it. You can't fix that. You can't not do it. That's, that's life when you're a father and you have a daughter. It's absolutely true. Oh, can I do another one, Eric? Uh, Before you go? No, I, or you Whatever. No, I don't. no, I don't have permission. <laughs> this is like jazz, man. This is so when we started our trip, like literally started it. My wife decided to drive the first leg, um, you know, out of Ogden. And I don't know why we see funny. a cop who's redirecting traffic. And and so we're all following the, the, the directions, you know, the detour. And my daughter goes, Oh no, mm. we're gonna get busted. <laughs> I'm like what are, what are we getting busted for, Lanks? And she's like, oh, but we're getting busted. We look like we're in a motorcycle gang. And I'm like, all right. Well, I don't think so, but it's good to know. And I'm like, that's how this trip starts. Getting busted for being motorcycle gang in our black minivan. So you guys look like a gang of of rhymes or what 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 do you I mean? I don't I don't know where she got it. She just saw a cop pointing at us and pointing in a direction, and she assumed. That's we're it. going, we're it's going over. to the Hoose Cow. Yeah. <clears throat> They're on to us, Daddy. Yep. And then uh one other thing is a couple weeks ago, my wife uh asks me, she goes, Hey, do you have any cash? And without saying anything, I just go to my wallet, open it up, and I happen to have some cash in it, and I just handed it all to her. I didn't need a reason, I didn't need a justification. I've just been trained to Whenever my yeah. wife says, do I have cash just to give her all the cash I have. So. And be quiet about it. Yeah. And then, and then like afterwards, I'm like, what, what, what was that for? And she's like, Oh, it was just for a birthday card. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Like I, 
Happy birthday to whomever. Yeah. So. Well, I gave you eighty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so one heck of a card. Maybe I'll I try that next time I'm hanging out with you, Jake. Yeah. Like, hey, Jake, well, you're you cash? not. Well, you're not my wife. It doesn't work. Hey, it's, Jake, do you have any sorry, cash? Man. Just see what happens. Oh, I don't actually, know. Maybe. <laughs> right back. I think you're missing my steps, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> so. How about you, Eric? You got anything other than? Uh, my youngest turned four open. today. Who did? My youngest. Oh, so he, awesome. he turned four and the son's one in four. They did it for him. They did it for him. So it was a, it was a fun day. We did. Uh, uh, we. I was thinking about this earlier, but I, I forget what the connection was going to be. Um that just seems like it doesn't make sense. No, we went to church um, and we went back in person um, for our first time, I think, as a full family. Um, <clears throat> and then we we just played at the playground there for a while. We went and got lunch, wandered around Target, got the boys some haircuts. Um, my oldest boy, I'm like, do you, because his hair just goes in every direction. Like, I, you know what I've, I've grown my hair out over the past six months and I'm able to like take it amazing. to the left and it looks pretty good. It's curly. <laughs> if, if I don't do anything with it, it gets a bit wild, but his, like it just sticks out and down. And then like the front comes straight down. You can't even. So <clears throat> I'm like, let's, let's try to simplify this. Let's do a summer cut, but I don't want him going whole bald. Like, do you want to go with a Mohawk? And he's like, um, I'm like, do you, you want to go with a mohawk? He's like, yeah. yeah. And he's eight. And so we went in there and I said, he's going to do a mohawk. We just want the top, nothing down the back. She said, what length? And I said, on the sides, I said, a one. Let's go with a one. So she she took the comb and she she like made the parts where it was going to be and then combed the rest to the middle. And then she just just went with a one up and down the side he looks awesome. I'm just like, this mm -hmm. is going to, this has got to be your new look. You look fantastic kid. Um, I mean, he feels great too. That's yeah. A, that's a great just like, cut right just like his dad, like, you know, hair has all, always been a weird wild thing until you found just the right one. It, it's gorgeous. Uh, and then my, like you know, the youngest uh, got his cut and we, you know, then it like, we made a day of, of just hanging out together. And then we had cake and did some gifts and then the sons were on. So I was watching the game and, singing happy birthday and I'm trying to like not scream about different plays. So that was kind of fun. Is it halfway through happy birthday? Did you go, you were looking at the sun's game. You're like, Oh, come on. Cause that happens. I, there there wasn't this, this season. I haven't had so many of those. Oh, come on moments. It's mostly been like the, like I get up and I flex and I pound my chest. And my wife's like, don't pound your chest. I don't want you to do something to your heart. And all right. So you can, <laughs> have you been eating a lot more red meat? What's going on? You just stand up and flex and start hitting your chest. Like, <laughs> well, I, I've stopped hitting my chest. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to like, I don't know. Anyways. Okay. What, give yourself a heart attack. What, what's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. So I don't pound my chest anymore. I just flex and I go, Yeah get it that kind of stuff <laughs> it's been a, it's been 11 years since the suns have been in the playoffs so i haven't the last time i experienced this kind of excitement was like 
in the late 2000s when the Suns had like Steve Nash and Stoudemire and they're playing against Kobe and the Lakers and I'm screaming at the TV. I got to TV. go to one of those games. Uh, one of those Western Conference Finals games. Well, With Dolvik. Oh, yeah. Nick and I went mm-hmm. to a, uh, I think it was a semi, uh, a conference semifinal game. Nick and I went to against the, the Mavericks. Uh, yeah. one year <clears throat> yeah they're fun they're fun and now that they've got yeah. fans back in those arenas man it's it's wild it's it, what we didn't have for a year with those stadiums being full like now you're feeling it it's just feels so good to see it again yeah it's a it's a whole new dynamic i thought last year with, with the bubble the nba bubble for the bucks especially they're such a momentum base team and I guess, I guess the whole NBA is in general but the Bucks especially and, and not having that really hurt them yeah. down the stretch and uh, well and the former champions apparently could only succeed in the bubble because they went out in the first round to the Suns so yeah, is, well, is there a know, literal asterisk on that championship for LeBron? There should be there, there honestly should be I mean, the same thing with like the 98 Knicks, I think it was 98 when they had the shortened season because of the lockout. Um, <clears throat> or no. It wasn't 98. Not the it Knicks, it was uh, Spurs because. Uh, that was 99. Yeah, because the reason I say Knicks is because the Knicks were an eight seed and they beat the one seed. And I think that's the only time up until that point that an eight seed had won. But that's, you had such a short season. It was like, did it really count? And and Nick always wanted there to be an asterisk next to that Spurs championship because shortened season doesn't count. But no, LeBron. You yeah, know, but he, had the Suns won that championship, you wouldn't have, would have counted cared. double. Yeah. See, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying I'm being consistent here, or Nick is. It's just, um, but you know, LeBron is busy. He's got to go with point. the Toon Squad and go All play the, the Monsters. So, so yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know of an asterisk, but it's definitely an aberration. I mean, the Heat, who are the Eastern Conference champions, and the Lakers both went out in the first round this year. And I get it. Things change in a year, but that's pretty rare that the two conference champions went out in the first round the following year. So the bubble clearly was had an effect on the, on the league as a whole. It was different. Well, There's no doubt. They spent, um, gosh, when did the bubble restart? Like July 1? So they spent what, June, May, April, half of March, three and a half months off. You come back to play eight games and then you have the playoffs. So it's, you know, you have three and a half half months off and then you come back and you have eight games effectively to warm up or to win yourself in and then play. So, yeah, I mean, when you talk about momentum, the Bucks didn't have momentum of all that time leading the playoffs either. And they and you couldn't like Giannis at the time. His, he just his son was born like at the beginning of the pandemic, and so he has this newborn son. And then he goes to the bubble, and so now he can't see his kid and he can't yeah. see his wife. And like, and I'm sure there's other players that were in similar like they can't see their family, and you know that's got to wear on you after weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, and what's his last name? Entente Kumpo. Not that Even I can pronounce I it. Yeah. Are the so, Bucks still alive, Jake? They are. They evened up the series tonight against the Nets, so they they're still hanging on. 
Um, they looked like garbage the first two games, but they, they're starting to look better. So I'll take it. I mean, I don't, I don't watch basketball. It's just, it's never been my sport. I've always been more of a football guy, but I'm always happy when the hometown team does well. Okay. Who's, uh, who's Aaron Rodgers going to be uh, playing for in week one next year? Oh, cause now hold on. Cause if, if Jake does a good minute spot here, he's going to get a lot of hate for it. I know he riled up yeah. some comments a I few did. weeks I ago. People to actually chirp at me. Uh, I, I would say 60, 40, he's going to be suiting up for the Packers. Um, week one. I, I think he's waiting until training camp. Um, if history is a teacher, Brett Favre famously skipped OTAs and mini camps um, during the end of his tenure in Green Bay, but he would still show up for training camp and and play. So I'm thinking Rodgers is taking a page out of his book. However, who knows? Um, but the Packers hold the rights to him, and they're they're saying they're not going to trade him. So if he doesn't play for the Packers, it sounds like he might not play for anyone this year. Yeah, but if, if you're the GM of the Packers. There's no better time to trade that guy. I mean, the three years before last year, he, he didn't look very good, right? That's part of the reason they drafted Love. Yeah, he, he was in a, round to, to get his heir apparent. He wasn't looking good. And then he busts off an MVP season. Trade that guy right now. I mean, you can, you can get yeah. two, maybe even three number ones. But let's say you can get uh, two ones, uh, a two and a three, and maybe even a, a top-line starting player. Trade that yeah. guy. He, he doesn't want to play there. You can get rid of this one old player. You can clear up all that cap space. Because here's the other thing. When you get a young quarterback and you get a team with a, that's playing with a young quarterback's contract, you can build such a great team around that young quarterback. It's, I mean, I, I get wanting to keep Rodgers. And if he goes somewhere and succeeds and the Packers don't, then the GM's going to look terrible. But, man, yeah. talk about trading no, him. No, I agree. I mean, that's how – that's how Seattle won their championship with uh, Wilson is he was on a rookie contract and they had the Legion of boom and Marshawn Lynch. And that's all they needed. And they won a super bowl and went to a second. Yeah. And the chiefs two years ago, they were on uh, they were on Mahomes rookie deal. Yeah. So I, I agree. I think if you're going to trade him, this is the year to do it because the draft capital he will give you is unbelievable. I mean, the Broncos were willing to give him the farm supposedly and had he gone to the Broncos that would have made them an automatic contender and but, but here's the other thing about about uh Rogers I mean how durable is he and, and I don't I, I this is not very question, but. he's had he's got an injury history I mean earlier in his career he had several concussions um he hasn't had a concussion or at least one that we know of in the past seven eight years but he's broken his collarbone twice he and then he tore his MCL uh, a couple years ago. So yeah, he's not, he's not Brett Favre as far as durability goes where that guy just never not, he just never went out, but Rogers has had several major injuries and he's closer to 40 than he is 30. And that stuff adds up over time too. You know, I, it, it's self-serving of me because if they're going to trade him, they're probably going to trade him to Denver. And I would love to see that. But at the same time, I mean, I'm also a Packers fan. I got, family in green Bay family with season tickets and they're easily my second favorite team. And man, talk about you, you, you've got a chance to pull off a Herschel Walker trade here. And yeah. for a guy who's 
you know, he's definitely old. I don't know if he's in decline or not, but he's, he's in the twilight of his career. And if you can get multiple ones in a draft hall like that, I, I don't see how you don't do it, but yeah, I mean, if they that, can't. or they, they don't believe in love. So have you heard any feedback on how love's doing? Well, yeah. So they had their mini camp and the first day of the mini camp, love looked bad. But then the second day he was throwing dimes and he looked really good. And then the third day he looked kind of like a mix of both, but he's been basically getting all the reps. I know they signed Bortles to a contract this year for a one-year deal but loves getting all the one team reps. He's getting most of the second team and third team reps. So they're playing, they're practicing with him as if he's going to be starting on week one. And I guess if he doesn't, then, then they've given him a bunch of experience, which is good. But I mean, it sure looks like they're assuming at least the coaching staff is assuming that, Hey, there's a chance Rogers doesn't come back. So we need to prepare as if he isn't. Yeah. So, but, I mean, and loves look, that. you know, for a kid that didn't have any training camp last year because of COVID, he looks, he's improving, but he's not there yet. So. Where's he from? Utah State? I think so. Yeah. So um, apparently, I mean, he's got a big arm and he's got a lot of talent, but he's, his accuracy is an issue and that's what they're working on with him right now. So we'll see. But yeah, I, I think, the Packers, if they traded Rodgers, he's not, they're not trading him to the NFC. They're not playing that game. They'll, they'll send him to whatever AFC team can give him the best deal. And right now it looks like Denver. Well, and Denver's also got the cap space. So that's the other big issue is Denver's, you know, you got more cap space than most other teams in the league. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I've heard, I've heard Vegas as a possible destination as well, but they, they're, they're cash strapped. They're, they're hard up against the cap already. So that would, be pretty tough for them. I mean, again <clears throat> in Vegas, I know it seems uh the media reports that that Carr is not the favorite there, but from other sources closer to the cars, it's uh <clears throat> Carr is the guy and he's got a great relationship with Gruden and he's he's gonna be the guy. So if you bring Aaron Rodgers there, what does that look like? It looks like Carr is a backup is what that looks like. Yeah, they don't they don't bring Rodgers and keep Carr on the starting or even on the team, maybe. I don't know. Because he can't be cheap. He's not in his rookie deal anymore, Carr. So that he no. can't be cheap. No, Brown. he's on a five-year, $125 million contract. Jesus. So. All right. Which is a pretty team-friendly deal all of a sudden. I mean, top-line quarterbacks getting $40 million a year. That's unreal especially in this cap season because of COVID depressed all the rev share from last year. And so this is a super tight cap season. One thing is if the Packers can offload Rogers, they save like $30 million in cap space, which would totally change their financials for the next two years. And they could go sign a couple premier free agents. There's but. so many advantages to trading him. And so few advantages to keeping him. I just, at some point, I mean, I get yeah. it. You don't want the, the players to dictate what happens, but. But that one advantage of keeping him is he's Aaron freaking Rogers and there's a good chance he could go off again. So. So why did they take the ball out of his hand on fourth down? What a boob move last year. <laughs> I think that was a young coaching mistake. I truly do. I think Lafleur was looking at the metrics, you know, the saber metrics of it all. And, Right. Got lost in the numbers and forgot that. Oh, I have Aaron Rodgers. I should probably go for it on fourth down here. I, I truly that, think it's I mean, just a, 
boneheaded mistake. And for that coach, there's so little upside. I mean, if you give it to Rogers and he doesn't get it, you, you know exactly what you say in your post game conference. Like, Hey, I've got the, one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. Of course, I'm going to give him the ball right there on the doorstep. Yeah. You know, th- th- there's no downside there, but man, you do what you did. There's an awful lot of downside, but, but I think you're right. Young coach in the heat of the moment. I think he'll learn from it, but I, yeah. I mean, every time, every now and then a coach makes a really stupid move. And that was one Pete Carroll in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, not handing it to Marshawn Lynch was another stupid move, you know? So have you seen the parody on that from, from the league? No. <laughs> I'll send it to you when we're done. It's that's uh, that's pretty good. When they're that's on the awesome. beach, I'll check it out. Yeah, just just hand me the ball. No, no, no. I'll toss it to you. It's the beer. He's going to give him a beer, man. Yeah. Just give him beer. He's right yeah. there. I'll just walk it over to him. He goes, no, no. I'm I'm going to throw him the beer. <laughs> <laughs> man, I will walk. He's right there. <laughs> okay. He throws the beer and knocks over the grill and the, the everything catches fire. <laughs> And it's Marshawn Lynch in the scene, correct? It's really Marshawn, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll check that out. Or yeah, send it over. That looks good. So, well, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to hit tonight? I don't know. I mean, we know my connection is good, so that that's a, that's a plus. Yeah, this yeah. is a good run. So, did they get your fiber optic line in, or is it not yet? Your... No, we're still working on the the temporary solution. Um, which is odd. So I can't upload to, I can't connect to YouTube while I'm on this network for whatever reason. I can't connect to Hulu. I can't connect to Netflix or Amazon prime. I can connect to ESPN using a Hulu login, but I can't go directly through Hulu. So it's just kind of weird what is and isn't working. Um, but I should have it by the end of this week, this coming week. All right working better but this was good awesome well uh i guess see do something next week if not then we'll we'll do our 2010s movie draft at the end of the month yeah right that's the that's the schedule i think so i think that'll <clears throat> that'll work out well and uh yeah i'm excited for that one i got you know the, the thing i think is gonna be interesting is because i think i've seen fewer movies in the 2010s in in mm-hmm. as wide a variety of genres um but i already have some in mind that that for me are particular favorites and so that's how i'm, yeah, I'm in the same i'm in the same boat um i'm pretty sure 90 percent of the movies i saw were somehow comic book related and then there's a few others but yeah it's 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 gonna be in it it's gonna be a good one so are we going to do, are we, we doing an all-star lineup like Jack, Randy, Terrence, we're bringing everybody together for our, uh, for our final decade. I will ask Terrence again. I know Randy's in it. He, he, as he said last time, he needs this. So we can't not have him in it now. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the more, the more, the merrier, and, I think. Uh, and if Jack's available. Definitely. Let's do it. Nick. Love to have him. Yeah. But Who's Nick? I don't know. He's a figment of our imagination. Yeah. He's, he's just, just my burner phone that I text. He's on the he's text more strand. Of a concept. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I just right. got, uh, Jake, I just got my, the, I tried just to, to email you the Marshawn clip and I got kicked back. Do you still have a Yahoo email address? No, I haven't had that for like a decade. Huh? I've got a Gmail. 
I'll send it to you. Your work address. I still work there. They haven't, I'm still good. Yeah. Oh, here's your Gmail. All right. We're good. All right. Good deal. All right. Hey, good show guys. All right. Thanks guys. And, and we'll uh, see y'all next week. Yeah, definitely.